0: Jesus Christ came to show us the face of God. When we read the Gospels, we understand how what God is because Jesus Christ was God. And the wonder of it is, is He didn't come the way we thought He would. In glamour, riding down Hollywood Boulevard, walking on the red carpet, people snapping pictures of Him, right? And Him going taking pictures, what we see in the Gospels, we see him going and meeting a crook up a tree and saying, I want to have supper with you, pal, come on down, you short person, you Zacchaeus, amen, stand up, bro. See, we got, we got it going on. John gives me uh, slack and, and havoc about being old, and I give him pain and agony about being short. So it's easy. But because of the grace of God, we're able to bear it. Amen? He's got a great personality, and uh, he takes a lot. It's the grace of God in his life. Amen? We thank you for we Oh no, very We see the the seeking Savior. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost, that which is broken. He didn't come into the palaces. He didn't come to the government buildings. He came to broken people like you, like Zacchaeus, filled with guilt and shame about robbing and stealing his very own people. Jesus met him at a tree and said, come on down. I want to have some supper with you. And Zacchaeus' relationship with Jesus was that after he met Jesus, he repented of his sin, was freed, and said, I'm going to pay back four times the amount that I've taken. This is what Jesus Christ does. He frees us from our past. He frees us from the shame and guilt of the life that we live. How about the woman at the well? Adulterous woman. We know the story. She went there at 12 o'clock. Normally women come in the morning when it's not hot. She had five husbands. And the the man that she was with was not her husband, but was her lover. This sounds like 2016. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why? To meet up with some important people? Some politicians? No. Meet this woman. Broken, bruised, abandoned, neglected, so that she could feel the peace of God. This is the Savior that we we serve, and this is the Savior that's offering forgiveness for you today. What joy there is to know, how blessed it is to know that your sins are forgiven. Amen? That you have access into the very presence of God. God's not angry with you. But He loves you. When I knew that my daddy was angry at me, I ran. Amen? I ran. Because he's about 265 pounds, and when that belt ripped out, it was long, and it could reach a long way. As he brings his wrath down on me. When I knew that my daddy was uh, angry at me, I ran. And there's folks that feel that God is angry with them. And what do they do? They run. Run from the very one that can love them and forgive them. And uh, and bring, bring life and bring joy into their lives. Oh, what joy for those whose transgression or disobedience is forgiven. Whose sin is put out of sight or is covered. Isn't that awesome? Jesus jumped on the grenade of sin, shame, and guilt for us. He covered it so that we could live. Greater man, greater love has no greater. Greater, greater love has no man. Greater love has no man than this. Than the sacrifice love for another, and that's the love of Jesus jumped on the grenade of sin and shame so that we could live. He identified himself with our sin. He just didn't have sympathy for us. He identified with us. The Bible says that Jesus bore on his shoulders and in his heart, in his life, the very sins of the world. Every sin that was committed and every sin that would be committed was bore on his shoulders And that's why he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? For the first time in existence, the Son of God felt the separation of God the Father. And he cried out in agony. Garden of Gethsemane, he sweated great drops of blood, realizing his physical pain and physical agony, but also realizing that what would be put on him, he had never experienced before. And that was the brokenness, the pain, the agony, the sin, and the shame, and the, and the, and the guilt of sin in which He came to save and to deliver. And He knew what sin did. He knew what sin was all about, but He never ever experienced it until He was on that cross and He said, My God, my God, why have You forsaken me? He bore our sin so that we could be free. Now we identify with His death his burial, and his resurrection. He identified with our pain and our brokenness. We identify with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And the Bible says now that we live in resurrection life and resurrection power. Amen? You feel resurrected today? That was not a resurrected response. Let me tell you that. Do you feel resurrected today? Amen. you feel the life surging through you that God gives? Because that you are forgiven. And that you are loved. And that God covered your sin. Out of sight. In the Hebrew system, there was what was known as a scapegoat. We all know what a scapegoat was, right? Whenever we did anything wrong around the neighborhood, we always tried to blame it on a friend. He would get in trouble. He would be the scapegoat. Thank you, Johnny. You're the scapegoat. Take my punishment. Take everything that was coming to me. And that's good. What what, what, what what the Hebrew system in the sacrificial system did is they took a goat. They prayed over it. They put all the sins of the congregation on the goat. And they took it out into the wilderness far, far away. And they let it go. And they came back to Jerusalem. And the scapegoat was gone. The sins of the people were gone. See, this is what Jesus did when he brings, when he takes our sin as far as the east is from the west, he's he's taken our sin out of sight. So, now, if God looks at us and he doesn't see our old record and our sins are out of sight, why do we constantly, constantly, constantly look? at the sin and shame and guilt of our life. Maybe you're doing something wrong. Amen? And the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. In the olden days, uh, when I grew up in church, we were told what to believe, what to do, how to act. Lots of times we didn't want to do that. because I personally did not feel that I could express myself that way. When I, when I got to know Jesus, I learned that I can express myself for who I am and be comfortable in my own skin because Jesus transformed me. There's no other me on this planet. I'm special. I'm special. And you know what? You are too. You're waiting for that, weren't you? Because <laughs> if that didn't come, you'd have a talk with me after service, right? Each of us is special in the hands of God, in the heart of God, because of what he's done. Okay. Whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt. We're praying on Tuesday for Karen when she walks into that courtroom that her record would be cleared. She'd be acquitted. Amen? But you know, Karen, that might not happen. We don't know. We're leaving it in God's hands. We're praying for His will. We're praying for favor. But our record has been cleared. And God does not count our sins against us. Transgression is having this sense that we walk out of the authority of God, independently of God, right? In rebellion against God. Transgression is going out of the boundaries of God's protection and provision and getting into trouble. That's transgression. That's disobedience. Well, I, tell, I tell Zachy, Zachy, when you delay, you are disobedient, right? Many times God speaks to us. We know what to do, we know how to honor Him, we know to have the favor and blessing of God, but we don't do it because we delay, and it's really disobedience. God has, wants to deliver us from disobedience so that we can walk in the wonder and the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. So, whose record the Lord has cleared, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. And here's the thing, guys. When we live this Christian life, we have to be honest with God. You know why? Because He knows everything. Right. It's tough to be dishonest with God. He sees us. He knows us. He knows all about us. What he wants us to do is to come to him with a contrite heart and say, God, you know me already. Repentance is really telling God, God, I agree with you about what you say about me. And that's why I ask the question. What's wrong with me? I answer I ask this question every day. My wife asked the same question too. What's wrong with me? (laughs) What is my problem? What's wrong with me and what's my problem? And when I go to Jesus, and I go to the Word of God, He clearly speaks to my heart about areas of my heart of rebellion, areas of my heart where I, I take a stand against His authority over my life. And He reveals that to me. And I have the choice. To delay, to obey, or to disobey. And the call of God this morning is when you are forgiven, walk daily in every moment of forgiveness and of peace, living your life out for for Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. I did some pages turn because of the breeze. It's okay. Here it is. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. How many have ever been there, huh? You know that you're doing wrong and you, and you love it. That's the problem, right? When you love doing wrong, it's tough to say, God, I love this. But when you refuse to confess your sin, your body, your mind, your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions suffer the pain of sin and of death. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. When I discipline Zachy, I take him aside and I say, Zach, this is tough for me. Because when I look at Zachy, I see myself when I grew up. Mischievous, not wanting to be under authority, rebellious. Why are you left? Okay, It kind of sounds like all of us, doesn't it? But see, discipline, the Bible says, is the hand of God to push you towards His grace and His love and to create boundaries for you so you don't get hurt. It's the discipline of God. And if you feel the discipline of God, if you feel the hand of God on your life today, respond to Him with love. Turn to Him. And say, God, there's no way of getting around the belt that's coming to me. So, I love you. I confess all my sin to you and stop trying to hide my guilt. The Bible says that we're to walk in the light as He is in the light. We have fellowship with God and we have fellowship with one another. A little sign that you're You're out of fellowship with God is when you're out of fellowship with God's people. Amen? When you can't relate openly with grace and love and kindness to the family of God or to the brothers and sisters in Christ, then there's a problem. Walk in the light. Put yourself in the light and let God expose things in your life that maybe are contrary to His will and contrary to His way. He's very loving. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete. He comes up alongside of you. And he gives you a big fat hug. And then tells you what's wrong. Don't you love people like that? So don't conceal your sin. Be real. And acknowledge your sin. Okay. Acknowledge it before God. Therefore let all the godly I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Oh, isn't that fantastic? All your guilt and shame is gone. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. How many many are with me? Everybody okay? Why don't you poke the person next to you, all right? Give them a little shove. Make sure they're awake, everything good. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we'll read from verse 16, okay? 2 Corinthians 5, verse 16. So, we have stopped evaluating others from a human human point of view. At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently? We know Him now. Amen? The disciples just thought He was a dude until they found out that He was God. At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new creation, a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. God has given us this task of now reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's what? Ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, and we're pleading today, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ and be the very righteousness of God. How does that make you feel? Don't conceal your sin. Be real with God and acknowledge your sin today. Tell Him what He already knows. Amen? Agree with Him. That's what repentance is all about. If He's speaking to your heart today, agree with Him. Because if you don't agree with Him, you're agreeing with someone else. And that someone else is the enemy of our soul. Confess your sin. Stop trying to hide it. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place, you protect me from trouble, you surround me with songs of deliverance. Now isn't this a fantastic thing, amen? God forgives us, takes away the guilt and shame of our life, and then He becomes the one that we were running from, the one that we had our hand raised in rebellion against. He becomes our very hiding place and our refuge. And He surrounds us with songs of deliverance. What does that mean to you today? Songs of deliverance. He surrounds you. Does that mean that God surrounds you and He actually sings songs of deliverance over you? He surrounds us with songs of deliverance and songs of victory. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to people, to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. We have, many of you have met our our dog, right? Chinook. You never met our dog, Chinook? He's a little uh, Bichon Maltese creature that uh, lives with us and um his name is Chinook so when we call Chinook it's funny especially when Zaki calls him because Zaki goes Chinookie, Chinookie, and when he says Chinookie like that the dog turns like this and then runs over to Zaki you know like this comes man and most animals farm animals jesus said that i i I know my sheep and i call them by name the shepherd has a name for every sheep and when he calls the sheep comes a mule you got to get in your pickup truck and hook that thing up to your to your gate there because it doesn't listen it needs a bit and bridle it needs to be pushed and this is what what god is saying when it comes to forgiveness don't be like this don't be like this let god's spirit talk to you right And when he calls your name, come running to Him today. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. So, what do we do now that our sins are forgiven? What's the next verse say? What are we doing? What's that? Jump for joy, amen. Yeah. We rejoice, right? We take joy today. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight! Exclamation point. Right? Blessedness of forgiveness. Do you feel His forgiveness today? Do you feel His love and grace in your life? He entered our brokenness to reveal His grace to us. And we respond to His grace through faith. We realize there's no other way for us but Jesus Christ. There's no other answer for us but Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Spirit begins to speak to us. And I want to ask you this question. Are your sins forgiven today? And if not, the Bible says if you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Isn't that wonderful? He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. God looks at you today and he sees you in right standing with himself. And he's offering his hand to say, come on, come on in. You are forgiven. Now that we are forgiven, what do we do? We forgive. Isn't that true? If you're forgiven, you've experienced the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. The net result of that is that you will forgive. You will forgive. You will love. You will walk in grace. And the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in your life. And you will treat people graciously and lovingly because the Holy Spirit treats you with grace and kindness today. Amen? So is there anybody that you need to forgive today? Do you need to forgive me? Come talk to me. I'll give you one of these. No, I'm just kidding. Come come talk to me. for Jilly, Okay. Matthew 18 speaks about being in right relationship with one another. If you have some ought or something against someone, you need to take care of it. Because what happens is there is a cancer that forms in your heart and forms in your life and erodes and evaporates, just like the Bible says, the very life of Christ. Let's forgive one another. Amen? Let's love one another. Let's walk in grace with one another. Let's have a willingness to yield to one another because out of reverence and submission to Jesus Christ this morning. Amen? Amen. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness today. God, we know if we confess, you will forgive us. Let us respond to you the way that you feel about us and say, God, you're right. What you say about me is right. Your thoughts about me are right. I agree with you. Help me as we turn to God and and receive this forgiveness and this grace that sets us free and we become a new creation walking in the grace of God. So Lord, as we leave this place, we'll leave with grace, we'll leave with love, we'll leave with forgiveness, and we'll leave with a new sense of the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives as your church In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. We love you. You love us. Who's us and who's we? We're all together. Amen? So, hey, get some coffee. Love on each other. Give hugs and have a happy Sunday. Amen?